Welcome everyone to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast. Podcast with four different flavors coming from four different gamers. I am your host, Shane Eisterhold, and I'd like to welcome my co-host, Nick Irwin, Patrick Smith, and Russell Rowe. Hey, Patrick. Where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastedifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. You can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's for dessert? Today we send back the Ruhanki with CD Projekt Red. Today we're going to discuss the game developer CD Projekt Red and a little bit of their history. We're going to dive into uh, what they've done and where they're going. So let's start off with uh, their big first game, The Witcher what everybody thought about it and does that give an inkling of the kind of developer they are and the kind of games that they make are they that good was it a one-hit wonder what do you think nick um i didn't play a lot of the witcher the original one i i own it um i played very little of it uh, same thing with the witcher 2 so <clears throat> the witcher 2 is one that i'm more i, I know more about I, I did play it a little bit longer I don't think they're one-hit wonder. I think the Witcher series in itself is a... I think it's a very good game. And I think it's... You know, the world is very expansive, and the characters are really cool, and the combat and everything like that. The only problem with The Witcher for me, even in The Witcher 3, is even in The Witcher 2 and in The Witcher 1, I only played like a couple of hours of each of those games. I, those games, for some reason for me, I just could not get into. I, I could understand that they were really cool games, and I understand why people like them. Uh, for, for some reason for me, it was just, I don't know if it was just too much um, in these, or, you know, if the world's just too expansive or there's just too much dialogue. I don't know what about these, the Witcher series itself that just, you know, kind of pushed me away from wanting to complete them. Because I've played through The Witcher 3 several times and The Witcher 2 several times. Uh, Witcher 1, I've only played a little bit. And again, every time I restart The Witcher 2 or The Witcher 3, I only play like maybe an hour or two into it, and then I lose interest. So, and, and I don't say that's a bad thing about the developer. I think they've made a really cool game. It's just for some reason my interest level in these games seems to drop off pretty quickly. And I'm not sure why that is, because they do have a solid system in place, and they are good games. Uh, graphically, story-wise, dialogue, all that stuff, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're great games. Uh, I wouldn't not recommend them to people that want to play a good RPG. It's just for me, for some reason, I, I can't seem to get past, you know, the first few hours. Uh, I just can't seem to get into it. So... Um, and I think that's just more on me and less on the developer themselves or the game that they have here. Uh, I think that's just something that I, myself, I've tried to play The Witcher 3, especially because that one seems to be the most popular. I think it's the most popular because The Witcher series in itself kind of, you know, the first one was kind of unknown. The second one was a little bit more known. And then The Witcher 3, kinda, you know, cause those were PC uh, games primarily. They did come out on console. I know 2 did. I don't know if 1 never did, but I know 2 came on 360 and stuff. But Three is really where The Witcher kind of got its spotlight in the gaming community, and that's why a lot of people played it and a lot of people love it and maybe are going back and experiencing the other two Witcher games. Um, you know, and of course that 
spun off to a Netflix series and things like that. And people love The Witcher. So I could definitely understand that love for the game. But again, for me, I just never got past the initial couple hours. I just couldn't get into it. Um, anyway, th- that's pretty much my take on, at least for The Witcher series. Uh, Patrick, uh, what do you think of The Witcher series and, and see Project Red's uh, current uh, games that they have out? So I'm kind of in the same boat as you are. I did not play the original Witcher series. Um, uh, the original Witcher game, I should say. Uh, the one that only came out on PC and Mac. Uh, I didn't play it. Uh, it wasn't even on really on my radar back then. Um, but I did play two just because it was on the, the 360 back in the day. Uh, it was only released on like Windows and 360 and basically PC and Win- and Xbox is pretty much the only ones that it came out on. I had the same problem you did with two. I couldn't get into two at all. I tried many times to play it. I just got bored with it. Uh, and I, and I think it was the boredom was probably because I was you're being thrown too much at any given time. It was just like just too much. I did put a lot more time into three. I didn't buy three when it initially came out. I waited until the the Wild Hunt came out, and then I got the Wild Hunt, and then I also got the additional expansions. Or I got the Wild Hunt, and then I got it when it came out with like the complete edition when it came with like Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine. So I got like the complete set for Witcher three. I played a lot more of that one. But it suffered from the same thing. There was points to where there was just too much to do. Like the first town you run into, you got so many little quests to do and so many little things to do. And then there's the big battlefield that's right outside of town and there's all these enemies. And the game is not easy. It's not hard. It's hard, um, but doable, in my opinion, because it it runs, especially Witcher 3, it runs on the concept of you have like a silver sword and a steel sword and the silver, silver sword's good against monsters and stuff like that. And then the steel sword is good against like humans and and creature and animals and stuff like that. So just uh, there's a there's a little bit of a learning curve and a little bit of uh, having to learn that. But the game is massive. There's a lot to do with it, a lot to do in it, and I think that probably puts a lot of people off. Is that there's just there's just way too much thrown at you at once, and so people get lost in it. But I mean, it's made them tons of money to where they put out multiple Witcher games. They put out stuff on like. Uh, phones and card games and like tail style game you know it's just insane how much stuff they put out with the witcher i mean it was pretty much their sole breadwinning i mean it is their sole breadwinning franchise up until their their newest game is coming out so i mean since their inception of 2007 since they released the witcher in 2007 until now that's how they've made their money is everything witcher so you know i'm i my only real uh, foray into that franchise is the Wild Hunt and the DLCs for it, the expansion packs. So, I mean, I couldn't get into the Assassin Kings, which was two. It just, I don't know, something about Assassin's Kings, I was not, I tried it. Uh, didn't impress me. Uh, I moved on pretty quick from that one. But uh, my understanding is that that's the reason that we're at three, because one and two were such great games. Um, but I stayed away from one. Uh, I honestly didn't even, it, like I said, one wasn't on my radar, so I don't know whatever happened with that one. Maybe I'll go back and try it, but like I said, it's a 2007 game, and I'm a little bit of a graphics knob, so if it looks bad, I won't be able to play it. So, you know, I I played 3, played quite a bit of 3. I did not beat 3 because of how massive it is. You know, for me, it was a good game. Uh, it was, uh, I paid... I paid full price for it when I got it to get the DLCs and everything. So, like I said, I didn't get Wild Hunt when it came out. I waited until they had, like, a complete type thing where I can get all of them in one package. 
and I did get them on PC. I did not get them on Xbox or anything like that. So, uh, you know, for me, it was a was a Witcher three was good. Witcher two, not so much. And Witcher one, I never played. Uh, how about you, Russ? Did you get into these games, the Witcher series? So the final Witcher game, the last one, three, I played probably much like what Nick was saying. I played about three or four hours of it. Uh, it, it is massive. I, I do like an RPG, but I I do like a I'm more of an action RPG, more of a more of a quicker pace RPG. I think the the last RPG that I truly played that was really really like that I was patient with was like Final Fantasy VIII. But everything else, when it comes to RPG, if I can't skip something, if I've got to just kind of take my time and and it, it gets boring quite quickly. I, I don't mind RP. I just not in the first couple of hours. The combat system was pretty good. I did like that. Um, I struggled with some of the mechanics with it. I kind of struggled with initially. It is a, a very good looking game. I played again like maybe two hours of the of the first two. I mean, it was just the games are solid. I just don't know why I'm not into those uh, as much as I am to other things, uh, other ones. But you know, I, I look forward to to Cyberpunk. That one looks looks amazing, but definitely not not my favorite style just yet. Uh, when we picked the topic, I thought to myself, well, maybe I should go ahead and try it again. So, you know, more to come on that. I, I may actually go back and, and download three and see what happens. But, you know, that's how I feel about it. I don't really have much to say about this developer, but um, I, I will I will definitely add to conversation. Uh, Shane, what about you, man? I uh, couldn't tolerate the first one. Uh, it was just, I don't know, just something about the game that did not register with me whatsoever. I could see the appeal. I could understand the appeal. I wanted the appeal, but it just never, you know, it just never hit with me. Uh, two came out. I rented it from, I think it was like one of the first games I got from Gamefly. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I did finish it. Uh, I ended up having to pay for it because I never returned it to Gamefly. But, you know, that's a different story. Um, and I understood the lore more. But I agree with everybody else. Three, uh, as good as it was, is too much. It's I like a big game. I like plenty to do, but I don't like that I got to put 150 hours into to garbage missions. And there was a lot of garbage missions on that, as far as side stuff. It was just too much for me. I don't like that much. That's what worries me about their new one coming up. But I definitely see the company being solid for what they have done and what they're uh, able to create. I mean, of course, they also had great source ma source material with you know the Witcher series, uh, so they definitely they definitely have that going for them. Uh, and they've got a they've got a good history with you know RPGs. Uh, you know, their first uh, big one was back in like '99. They did the localization for Baldur's Gate there in Poland and. And that's uh, really interesting, uh, you know, how that just ballooned up because then they ended up working with Square Enix, uh, Ubisoft, and all them doing all the distribution in Poland and stuff. So it's, you know, the company has, you know, they definitely have their credit earned, but is it is it enough to warrant all the want and love for their new project, Cyberpunk, which again has been pushed back? 
uh, after it went gold. <laughs> That's what I found the most funny. It's like, all right, you know, we're good to go. Maybe not. The uh, the developer, uh, you know, whether or not they can they can translate their success from the Witcher series to a brand new IP, especially of this magnitude. I don't know. It got me worried, especially with all the uh, uh, the delays with it. You know, one minute they're ready to go, next minute they're not, and this is the delay they've had. The uh, the company is also getting a lot of flack uh, about a lot of internal issues. You know, with the development uh, of it. You know, a lot of crunch time, uh, people being underpaid and overworked. Uh, Last week, they were uh, there was a rumor that uh, you know some of their employees were putting in hundred hour work weeks. And holy crap, that math shouldn't even work for you know for that. But I don't know if uh, the way things are you know working out right now for uh, cyberpunk uh, makes me really nervous for it, especially when it was supposed to be a launch game for the new consoles. What about what do you think about that, Russ? Do you think that their uh, their history with The Witcher is going to be able to translate well into a new series? Well, really, I, I don't know about the rumors. I don't follow this developer that or, or this studio or anything like that that carefully. My hopes are always that when we have these delays, it's to allow them to get better, to get the product out in a more successful manner. We have had COVID. We all know that that's affected. I mean, even if they are working remotely, I'm sure that that's, you know, that's kind of messing with some timing. So I'm just hoping that that's really what the case is. The Witcher is a is a proven product. There are people out there that really do love those games. It like, I think, it, I don't remember, I think it was Nick that said, you know, it's, it's spawned a Netflix series. So it's got to be a yeah. pretty successful game uh, if it's done some of that, at least for the story-wise. So, you know, they have a, um, a, big, a big market name with Keanu uh, attached to it. So I'm sure that they don't want to put out a game that's, that's less than satisfactory. So that's where I sit with that. I'm, I'm hoping and impatient after 30-plus years of gaming and everything like that that, you know, as much as we've been burned, that it would be like, ha ha, look at this. It's going to be crap again. But I, I'm hoping up, I, I'm hoping for the best and, and we'll see from there. Well, Pat, what do you think? Cause you know, this should be, this game should be your cup of tea with all of that, with all it's been said and all the rumors and the developer themselves. What do you think? How, how are you feeling about cyberpunk? Uh, you know, I've had high hopes for this game since I saw it. Uh, it looks, like I said, it is definitely up my alley. And it was, you know, when I saw the first trailer, the gameplay trailer, I was like, oh, this looks really good. You know, I was glad to hear they, you know, I'm probably on the lesser side of this, but I remember hearing back when they first did their announcement, they had things like parkour and stuff like that in it. And, and I was happy to hear that got yanked from the game and stuff. So, you know, I'm probably a little bit on the the lower end of people who are happy to hear some things like that. But I don't know. I mean, they have a proven track record with Witcher 3. I mean, from what I've seen and what I understand, the Witcher series has done nothing but got better with time. So this studio is one that learns lessons and, and kind of, uh, you know, 
puts new things that they've learned into play. So I can only imagine they've taken all the lessons they've learned from the Witcher series and they put it into this game, Cyberpunk. You know, the um, I've heard some of the rumors about the devs where they're basically reportedly that their staff's working 100, 100 plus hours a week and not getting paid and, and stuff like that just to get the the um, the game across the finish line. And, and I'm all, you know, I'm all for getting as much last minute polish as you can in a game, but you shouldn't abuse your staff neither to get it done. And so hopefully this is just rumors and, you know, we don't know the whole thing. It's just, you know, the development team's putting in hours. I mean, that happens with every software. You're going to put in tons of extra time as you get closer to GA. You know, anybody that's worked in any software development company knows that as GA comes out, you're putting in additional time to make it work. So, you know, I don't know what the reasoning was or what the real reasoning is for the de- for the delay into December. You know, it's 21 days. I think they've been delayed like 21 days is what the what it was said. So what really can you accomplish in 21 days? Because from what I understand, they said was it was to help them get the game to market. And that led a lot of people to see to hear to it. It basically means different things to different people. Like I saw people complaining about. Why are you talking about getting a game shipped when the majority of your sales are digital? And and that's just their take on that because that's not they didn't actually say we're working to get things shipped. When they if they say that they're working to get things shipped, they could just mean they're working to get the roll footage shipped to the uh, the developers to get it polished or any number of thing that that could mean. It doesn't physically mean they're trying to get physical copies shipped to stores, you know. So we I you know the developers are going to be very secretive, but. They have told fans that there wasn't going to be another delay up until a day before the announcement, and then there's a delay. So, I mean, what can you do? You could be disappointed. I mean, that's all you can do. I'm a little disappointed, but, you know, I just want it to come out so I can play it. Um, And I was hoping to play it sooner rather than later, but I'm still getting it regardless of the push. The only way that I'm going to not get this game is if I see some footage that I'm just like, I don't want to play this anymore. Or if I get a hold of a demo and the demo is garbage, I may not do it as a day one. But right now, I'm, I haven't pre-ordered it yet. Uh, but I don't pre-order a whole lot of anything anymore because with digital, I can just buy it the day it comes out and not have to worry about whether I'm not gotten to see a review or anything. So I'm not a pre-order person normally on games. The only benefit to pre-ordering is if you pre-order through like Amazon and and uh, and Best Buy if you're part of their rewards program because you get a discount, like I think 10%. I think, Nick, you're part of that, right? You get like a 10% discount from ordering through like Best Buy, pre-ordering stuff? Uh, No, you don't get a discount. You get points that initially go, or for Best Buy, oh. you get points that go to Didn't they used to offer you a discount for uh, if you were part of their <clears throat> subscription plan or whatever? Yeah, the, yeah, when they had the game plan back in the day, but they don't have that anymore. Now you just get points that go towards uh, a $10 or $5 off certificate. So many points will get you one of those. I got you. So I think I think really now then the only benefit, only person who offers something like that is Amazon, right? Uh, you know, I think they, I think they're still doing the same thing though, aren't they? Offering like $10 credits when you buy something from them because you used to do the game. I remember doing the game thing back to them where you can get. Used to be ten dollars off, but I think they moved over to a ten dollar credit on um, which buy select games, pre order games and stuff like that. Yeah, they used like to do that. that through Prime. I don't think they do that anymore now. Uh, I think I, I don't know what they do through Prime because Prime. I mean, this is a different subject altogether, but I think Prime <laughs> has become less. You know, besides the two day shipping, 
you know, and even Prime has kind of gotten away from that, right? I mean, Prime now, oh, yeah, you can't like get two within days a week. Unless, <laughs> right. I mean, you can't get two day shipping with even with Prime unless you order unless you're ordering something over a certain amount, you know, just kind of like the free the free shipping that you get normally just by logging yeah. in logging in normally with not having prime so they got rid of a lot of that stuff (laughs) yeah so all that to say is that there's i don't find any reason to pre-order things anymore in my opinion there's just no reason i'm not buying physical copies of anything i'm always buying the digital but the only time i'll pre-order something is if i really want it and i've already seen reviews and i get to preload it so i can play it the day it came out so like on xbox i'll download i'll pre-order something just that but but I haven't pre-ordered CD Projekt Red. I haven't ordered their their new game Cyberpunk 2077 yet, um, just because I don't see a need to, unless they do a sale. That's about the only time I do it. Um, but I I still am hyped about the game. Um, I hope the delays are are due to just some pine, final polish or some final like logistical reasons, because the game should be done by now. I don't know. I don't know what 21 days is gonna. I, I mean, I do know what 21 days can do. In 21 days, a lot can be done in 21 days. You can get a lot of code done in 21 days. Yeah, especially uh, so, if you're working 100 hours in a week, right? Per person and however many people they have on staff for this game, you know. So, <laughs> because CD Projekt Red, from my understanding, they're not just working on on this. There's a there's an unreleased title that they're also working on that they said is supposed to come out sometime in 2021 another triple-A RPG title that they have not said what it is. A lot of people are rumoring that it's Witcher 4, but I've read comments from their development team that we they, while they would love to do a Witcher 4, The Witcher was considered a saga, and the saga is over. The, the game ended. I mean, if you played The Witcher 3, I didn't complete it, but I've read a lot of the reviews and stuff on it, and the game ended. It's not like they 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 left it open to interpretation. I mean, they're, if you want to redo something else with the world, yeah, there's that, but Girl, Gahalt's story, I can't pronounce his name all the time, but Gerhalt's story is basically told, you know? So they said they would love to do that. So I don't think it's going to be The Witcher 4. I think it's just an unreleased title that they're working on that they said sometime in 2021. So, you know, they've got multiple multiple teams working for different things. So I am still going to buy it unless I hear something really, really damning about them. So, I mean, it's still on my radar. It's going to be a next-gen console game for me. But uh, I, I don't know. And I mean, they're a small studio. When I say small, I still mean that, you know, their their parent holding company, uh, CD Projekt, is, has like 1,200, around 1,200 employees plus. So, I mean, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you expect from them? I mean, 1,200 is not a lot of employees, but they have multiple different teams doing a few different things. You know, they have, they have, they have a few subsidiary companies, uh, what they do, and pre- CD Projekt Red is one of them. So, you know, I'm going to get it. What about what about you, Russ? you think it, you're still buying in on this one? Absolutely. Um, it looks, the, the, the game looks amazing. It's definitely, you know, between me and you, it's t- kind of definitely set in this dystopia, futuristic type of setting. I mean, yeah, I... I I see no issues in buying it. Now, if they're if they do a Witcher, I mean, do they do a prequel? I I, I don't know how that works because I too read you know a little bit about the ending before we did the podcast today, just so I'd make sure because I want to I want to know kind of what that setting is. So it's it is kind of nerve wracking to think that if the Witcher is all they're going to do, they have a good company or they have a good they, they seem to be like a solid developer solid creator of games with within witcher so hopefully they they stem out and they do some more things but 
you know, I'm not giving up on Cyberpunk anytime soon. Um, you know, it is disappointing that we won't have it at release because that would have been a beautiful game to start with. How about you, Shane? What do you th- what do you think? Are you, you've been kind of quiet there for a minute. Well, I've been listening, and my problem, what I'm worried about with Cyberpunk is, one, the overhype. Does it look cool? Does it look like I want to play it? Yes, all of that, definitely. But it also has me worried that uh, multiple delays isn't always for the best. A lot of the times, it's just because crap is broke and they're trying to fix it. And they're just, they're going to give up at some point because that happens a lot. Uh, I won't do an EA bash, but we know EA. The game is is very much on my radar because it looks like something I really could get into. I mean, is it going to be probably an over amount of stuff that's you know just not what I'm into? Probably, but I think it's going to be cool enough to keep me drawn in enough to at least finish story. Uh, may not be all the cool little side things, but uh, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, I do I do want to say I wish they would have kept the parkour stuff in though. I was kind of interested in that, but uh, you know, it's either here or there. I mean, it is going to be more of RPG RPG based anyway, so that's okay. Uh, I won't pre-order it. Uh, I think this is definitely a game I want to see people's opinions of before I purchase it. Um, not just reviews because there's been too much going on. There's uh, too many delays. Plus, I think the overhype, maybe maybe it's not as cool as I'm thinking. Maybe I'm just falling into the overhype train. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it does have Keanu. Whoop-de-doo. I love Keanu Reeves, but I'm not going to buy Zenit or uh, what's-her-name, Alana Pierce. I don't care that they're in it. I want a good, solid game. I'm just hoping that uh, I'm not in the hype train and it is as cool and it's going to be as cool and fun as it looks. But I will wait until uh, I hear more about it from people that are actually playing it. Yeah, because I, I mean, th- we've had, like you said, we, yeah, I mean, I, I'm agree with you. I think it's probably being a little overhyped. I mean, I don't know. I hope I'm being wrong. I mean, I'm probably being hmm. a little bit cynical because we have been burnt a lot in the last few years on overhyped games. But I mean, <laughs> this game has been pushed now. Uh, this game has had, I should say, this game has had four different release dates now, I should say, because we were supposed to get it back in April of this year, and then it was pushed to September, and then it was pushed to November, and now we're pushing it till December. I mean, it, it is getting pushed a lot, and, you know, they use the excuse, like I said, they use the excuse of some logistical stuff, but they also basically said they need quality testing for the new consoles and stuff, and, and that it's proving to be more time-consuming because everybody's working remote due to COVID. So, you know, yes. I can kind of understand that, uh, you know, could it be a, a, could it be just them blowing smoke to try to cover whatever trail? Yes, of course it could, but I kind of hope that it's not. And they're just really, they're really being honest with their fans and saying, Hey, we're, we're struggling because everybody's working from home and we're having trouble with quality testing, you know, their QA in the game and it's just not passing in certain aspects, or maybe they're having trouble technological, technological problems because of all the the remote work and stuff like that. I mean, when you think about this and people are working remote and you have to protect your IP from getting out, how mm-hmm. difficult that is as a technical aspect. Like, you know, if you if, if we have a, if we, let's say that they have just even, let's take a small number. I know this is not realistic, but let's say they have a hundred employees working on cyberpunk. You know, I'm pretty sure that's too low, but they have a hundred employees working on cyberpunk and all of them are remote. How do you protect that product from not getting leaked? 
not inten- oh, yeah. I'm not talking like intentionally by the staff, but you have so many avenues of of you know espionage or you know or 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 traffic inspection that can happen. I mean, if they're if all you know if all the IP has to stay on prem and everybody's remoting into that environment, you have VPN tunnels that you have to make sure that are that are restricted. You have all this communication that has to be restricted to keep the game from leaking. You know, so the remote aspect I'm sure has a lot to do with it, and they have to have so many lockdowns in place. So, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to be open and understanding that this is this is a technological issue for them. But I will admit, I'm disappointed. I wanted to play it. You know, I wanted to play it within two weeks after getting my new console, and you know, and I wanted it to be one of the first big games on my new console. But it's not going to be now. It's in December. I'm going to buy a game before then. That I'm going to be playing on this console that I'm going to be putting a lot of time into. So, oh yes. Know, so I, I, you know, it, it is a technological issue, and, and I, well, I hope it's a technological issue with them because I don't know. I don't work for them. <laughs> I have no insight <laughs> in their studios. I don't know how they're doing any of it. So, I hope that they're being realistic, and it's just it is final stateful inspections and stuff of the of the the game to make sure it's ready to go to to market. But if they're still putting on so much polish, I mean. What's their shipping like for the physical copies of this game? I mean, yeah. I imagine they have to get them into retailers a week before, I mean, at least a week before the game releases, right? So they can oh start yes. filling orders. I mean, so... 21 I mean, days to stamp discs and get them distributed worldwide. I mean... Right, and, and if they're talking about still polishing... Yeah, still polishing and buttoning up code, they have to stop that. I mean, I guess they don't have to. They can keep doing that, but it'll just be like one of these massive day one patches like EA is famous for. The game's 100 gigs. The patch is 40 gigs. You know, you're just like, oh, my God. So is that what we're going to get with CD Projekt Red? I don't know. We'll see. But uh, right now, I'm still buying the game. I'm not, not – I don't think they're a lost cause. I really hope that the 100 hours is a joke and not real because that's a lot of time. I mean, I know a lot of us put in, you know, on our normal work, we put in more than 40 hours. It's just a given. Anybody that's in a professional type career situation, they're putting in more than 40 hours of work. It's just a given anywhere in the world. And I don't think game development is any any type of, you know, exception. But I cannot imagine putting in 100 hours a week. I, the developers did say that the, that the crew was working six days a week to try to get it across the finish line. To put in 100 hours a week in six days? What are these guys doing? Working 20 hours a day, you know? <laughs> Going home for four hours or eight hours well, and coming back. Well, I mean, they're already going to from bed home, for five hours, right? They're already working from home. So what do they do? Just crawl into bed, wake up, and hop back on their on their machine and start testing and polishing. I mean, I don't know. I believe they're tube fed right now, like gerbils <laughs> or something. Yeah, I mean, what would that be if you took six days divided by a? If you took a hundred divided by six days. What is that? You know, so that's math. I, <laughs> Matt Russ is the math guy of the group. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's they're putting in like 16, 17 hours a day. I just, yeah. I cannot see that really happening. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Now I will say I'm, I am, I am completely okay with a game being delayed. Uh, Halo is uh, been pushed back. Don't really know how far for sure, and I'm okay with that. I would rather wait longer for a game that doesn't require a hundred gig patch every three days. Uh, you know, after launch, I would rather have that game made, made correctly, bugs fixed and all that. And, you know, take an extra six months, you know, but this goes, this goes back to all these games that are saying, all right, we're going to release 
December. We're going to release, you know, October. We're going to release whatever. And uh, bullcrap. You know, it's, I mean, it's all bullcrap. When you hear a release date anymore, you might as well go, okay, give them another year because that's what is going to happen. Or it just don't come out at all. And how many times has that happened to us? Give me, give me the delay that's going to make the game right. 21 days isn't enough. I'll be honest. That makes me probably more worried than anything. You know, just with everything going on, I just don't know. But if it is just to spit and polish and make the the final tweaks to deliver a game that's that works correctly, that plays great, that you know that is what they were trying to do to begin with, I'm all for the delay. But if they have to take an extra four months to make it right, take that four months. I'm okay with it. Take that six months. I don't care. There's other stuff I can play between. But just give me a game that works. That's all I ask for. What? I think there's a difference, though. I mean, and, I, and I'm sure most of us are probably in this same mindset. When you think of a game delay, like, you know, w- this game's delayed. Were we all uh, were we all disappointed? Yes. Were we upset? I don't know if I would go that far. No. Uh, you know, I don't, Russ, Nick, were you guys upset that this game was delayed? I mean, we were all, we were all like, you know, not, I would say we were all disappointed, but nobody was like upset. There were a few tears on my pillow. <laughs> Nick, Russ, what do you got? Would you, you guys weren't were you guys upset? I, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't at all upset. Um, I think in the times that we're in right now, I, I, if there's a game or two out there that this happens to, I'm completely respective of that because, like you said, like could you imagine the the amount of work to keep the game secure if people are working. Um, from home, I mean, just the setup of that uh, alone, um, and then coordinating, uh, it may take just a little extra time. You know, I, I can't help but wonder if, like, is this a little bit of a product of the time that we're in with overreaction within, uh, um, you know, I mean, uh, the news cycle, or maybe not news cycle because the game's not really news, but it is entertainment. But is it is it something that is possibly part of that entertainment cycle? Um, that's what I'm thinking myself. So no, there's there was absolutely no reason uh, to be mad. Right. Nick, Nick, uh, no, I wasn't upset. I <clears throat> the uh, CD Pro or the Cyberpunk game. You know, I'm excited to play it, but I haven't really been following it that closely. You know, it's just whenever it comes out, it comes out. Right. Right. For me. So. And I think that's the difference. And I and I think that we make up a good chunk of the gaming world and industry, our viewpoints. But, you know, the, I, the, all I wanted to try to do was make a point that we're disappointed, but nobody's mad or, or upset or irritated. But there are people out there that are sending death threats to the CD Projekt Red crew because the game is delayed. And I'm like, what is wrong with people? And, and this is what they have to deal with, you know. Um, so I, you know, it, it is a product, and and I was gonna tack onto what Russ said is that it is a, it is definitely a a thing of the current time with the media, the media cycles and stuff like that. Whether you talk about news or entertainment or whatever, it's all the media cycles. I mean, the internet's given all these people a voice to be keyboard warriors and to be just disgenuine, or maybe that's their real personality, but they let their real self shine through when they make death threats to a company because they have to push a project especially when there's rumors that the staff is putting in a hundred plus hours a week. Why would you death threat somebody like that just for that? Or, you know, or just send this vitriol 
hate spewing to them. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Um, because they're too cowardly to do it face to face. And this is their only form of feeling like they're an adult or being a man. It's a, it's cowardly, cowardly horse crap. Yeah. The only time that I could be upset at a game release would be if I'm expecting that game tomorrow. And they told me today that it's being just, you know, and I would be upset. I'd be like, what, why am I just finding out today? What happened? Did the boat, all the physical discs was coming on, catch on fire and sink in the bottom of the ocean? What happened? You know, you know, I, it, but you know, it's not like the game was coming out tomorrow. The game was coming out. It was supposed to be like the 19th, right? So we were about a little over, a little over 20 days out from it. 20, 21 days out from the game. 21 days. Yeah. That's 21 it. days from three from weeks. The game. Yeah. Come so on, I mean, guys. It, it's not like it was happening tomorrow or something, but this game has had three pushes. It has had four different release dates. So upsetting no disappointing yes i really wanted to play it but it just is a testament to their studio that i want to play their game and i guess to some extent you can say it's a testament to the products they put out that they have people that are so full of vitriol hate that they can spew crap at a studio because they pushed a game back and especially they're pushing they're give they're sending out crap to the people who work at the studio it's not like that one individual person has that much weight and pull in the studio unless they're like the studio owner or the president, I guess, because they're publicly traded CD project is. So, I mean, I don't get it, but, you know, it's the world we live in and they have to tiptoe around that. I guarantee you it was a pretty difficult discussion that they had internally uh, amongst their upper management staff to say, should we push this? And there's there's good reason. They have good reason. I guarantee you they don't, you know, they, they weren't sitting back there laughing, saying, oh, we got to push this game out. We're gonna have a bunch of, of mad people. I'm pretty sure it was just like, I can't believe we got to do this, but we got to do this, you know. So I, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt uh, because uh, the fallout that they have to deal with for pushing the game out this close to release is pretty substantial. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely not something they could just go, all right, well, another 20 days, you know, another you know 20 days to work on it. That's not something that they could definitely do lightly. I mean, that 20 days costs them how much money? Uh, you know, keep putting into the game that 20 days. Hell, that's going to start. It's going to start causing employees to just say, you know what? I'm done. I'm spent. They've been working on this game for six years, I believe seven, almost seven, something like that. Um, and that's a long, long time. Uh, the game is huge. The game is ambitious. Uh, and this game is, you know, it's what, you know, what's going to put food on their tables for a while. You can't just make a decision to, you know, stretch out that time frame a little bit more without uh, really giving it some thought. Um, and I'm like I said, I'm okay with that as long as it's they're giving me a polished game, a game that works right. Um, and it it does suck uh, for people to be attacking them like that. It's pretty cowardly uh, and pathetic. You know, but we see that more and more. Uh, one day we should talk. We should do a talk about uh, the hate culture going on right now with the uh, the games. Uh, you know, people that play these games. But you know, CD Projekt Red, they've got a good track record. Being delayed, really, you shouldn't be shocked when they've had three so far. Even though they did say they were gold like a week ago or something like that. But you really shouldn't be that shocked with a game of this magnitude from a company that's already had this many issues. I don't see I don't see it affecting sales at all, though. I really don't. I think uh, people who've got their mindset to buy it are going to buy it. Uh, I'll buy it 
regardless. Uh, I'm, but I'll end up waiting if it's getting fairly mixed reviews. I'll end up waiting for it on sale. Uh, but this is definitely the type of game you would want to buy when it comes out. But I'll wait for the I'll wait for the people's talk on it and see what everybody else thinks. Yeah, what about you, Nick? Or, yeah, I was gonna say I don't see a lot of people not buying the game because it pushes. I mean, if if that's their reasoning for wanting a refund, if they pre-order or not buying it, then whatever. You're one of the people that we're talking about that is the problem. I mean, it's a push. It's not like they're. It's not like they you changed something in the game last minute that they were wholeheartedly expecting, you know. So yeah. it's just a delay, people. Not a not the end of the world, you know. I mean, yeah, it's I guess not the like they people, canceled it. Yes, it, I guess this is only going to affect people that didn't that that aren't going to be alive when the game got pushed. If the game got pushed back twenty one days and you weren't expected to make twenty one days, I guarantee you they'd probably do something for you, like Lucas Arch did for the people who wanted to watch the movie before they were. You know, you know, we know we hear about stuff like that happening all the time, but those people have an excuse for not for being more upset than the guy who's just mad because it was pushed by three weeks. So, oh, yeah, I mean, you did have a lot of people probably taking a week off for that, though. I will say that much. Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't done something like that for a while just for a game to take a, a week off. I mean, it's been a long time since I've done that. But, you know, there's people out there that, you know, that that was part of their their vacation um, and it sucks for them, but you know, you still have time to uh, push that vacation time back. Oh, so this turned into a cyberpunk discussion. <laughs> yeah, it really did. But you know, it's also a talk about, uh, you know, the company themselves and the, the culture itself for, uh, you know, game developers. And, you know, crunch time is hard for people. It's hard for companies to, you know, ask employees to, but an extra 20 hours a week, or in this case, rumored to be an extra 60 hours a week. It sucks, but, you know, I don't think uh, all the rumors are true. I don't see how anybody on earth can do a 100-hour week. I mean, I put 40 in and I want to cry, but, you know, that's just me. Well, I think in all of this, I mean, we, we did we did want to talk about the developer, and it kind of turned a little bit. Um, but I think it's just the reason why it's turned is because, because in the time that we're in, I mean, whether you're on what, whatever side of the fence you are when it comes to, to COVID and when you're, we've all had our lives changed. And like, even in this moment, we, the, these, it just shows you what our, uh, society and the, um, people that are buying these games it's just kind of showing you what kind of road that they always will go down, that they'll never fail to find the negative in things. Um, they won't They won't have the grace for this company who has shown that it puts out good games. So you're, you're, you're questioning, even if they had a couple of setbacks with whatever games they put out, every single game has been a top seller or, uh, you know, within the two or three years it's, it comes out and it's like the definitive edition bestseller. And it's still selling millions of dollars worth of copies uh, after their release. So why they wouldn't give the company the graces is beyond me. And I'm sure the overtime working portion of it, I bet that, you know, it's two-sided on that, just like anything else. I bet you there are some people that want to work that because, number one, you know, they want to see their 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 rendition come to life um, because they know they'll get paid on the back end. 
I mean, there's there's fair labor uh, laws for for you know a reason. But in any case, let me step off the soapbox because I'll get going a little more. But just find some grace in this in this developer and and you know let's judge it afterwards, not before. What about yeah. you, Nick? Uh, <clears throat> this game will be a ten out of ten, if not close to it when it releases. You you're gonna put that prediction on the table, huh? Oh yeah, Nick is buying into the hype. All I'm right, not, I'm so. not necessarily, I'm not necessarily buying into the hype, but uh, you know, CD Projekt Red has had, uh, you know, they've had a pretty good track record. Every Witcher game has been pretty much, even the first one has had high uh, ratings, and I don't see anything different for this one. I think it will be everything, and maybe not everything that you wish it would be, but it's going to be dang close. So it's going to be up there in the 10 out of 10, if not 9 out of 10 or 9.5 out of 10. It's going to be up there at the high standard. So you're, um, you're making this a contender for game of the year, huh? I think it will be. I think it will be game of the year. Yeah. If if not, you know, not necessarily game of the year when they come to the awards and stuff, but it's going to be, it's definitely going to be in there as game of the year. I don't and think so. I do. We'll, we'll see when it comes out, but I think it will be. Right. I have high hopes, and, and I mean, I haven't 100% bought in the hype, but I am on board with Nick because the way this game is presented and the game, the way it looks, I I want it to be game of the year, and I hope it is because it looks great. What I've seen of it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully it doesn't go in the same route as The Witcher for us where we just kind of lose interest in it. I don't think it will in the sense that, you know, for me, it's kind of I love RPGs and and action RPGs like The Witcher, but I think it's more of my alley as far as being a first person shooter in an RPG. Um, I, I like that mixture of of genres, so I'm definitely looking forward to this game. You know, it's it's definitely a day one buy for me. I think it's going to be like I said, I think it's going to be highly rated. I think it's going to be acclaimed and all that good stuff. I think it's going to have all the praise and love that it more likely will receive from my understanding from the delay uh, kind of going back to that real quick is that they were delaying it 21 days because it wasn't performing as well on the older systems the xbox one xbox one s and the playstation 4 and so they're delaying it to kind of work that portion of it out and for also from my understanding is they are going to have a day zero patch they said so i'm assuming it's a patch that's going to come out uh, and be available before the game releases. Cool. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it, they've they've got a reason for it. They're not gonna just do it for just for the heck of it. So Nick, since you you're a, you're of that mindset and belief, did you have you pre-ordered? No, I haven't. Um, <laughs> I, I I typically don't pre-order a lot of the times. It, it depends on the game. You know, this game I'm not gonna pre-order it. Uh, I'll probably just. I mean, I'm gonna buy it digitally. So I'll probably just buy it the day it comes out. Um, sometimes on Xbox they do, you know, kind of like you were talking about before with the cheaper uh, price, like on Best Buy or whatever like that. Sometimes, or like Amazon, you know, sometimes Xbox will do that. They'll have like a $5 off for pre-ordering. Right, know? yeah. I've seen that where Microsoft does a sale. Sometimes it'll be like 10% off or, or something like that. Right. You pre-order it. So, I mean... They stay may they'll stay they still may do this, but maybe not because Cyberpunk has been pretty popular. From you know they announced that they went gold, which means they've sold X number of copies, so they're definitely making money. So I don't foresee anybody putting a discount on this game yet. 
Yeah, I mean, Xbox might do it, you know, because they have done it with a lot of their new release. Or, you know, if you pre-order it, you get like 5% off or something like 5 bucks off of it or something like that. Uh, not 5%, but 5 bucks off. So, you know, they might do something like that. I don't, I haven't really, you know, as much as, as, as much as I'm looking forward to this game, it's one of those games that I haven't really followed that closely. Like, you know, a game like I said before, whenever it comes out is when it comes out. And so as far as the delay goes, like, I, I don't really care. It's just as long as it comes out at some point. And so I haven't really followed this game all that much. You know, I've seen some of the uh, news articles and things like that about it, but I don't really, this isn't a game that I've been just like, you know, following their Twitter and their Facebook and all that stuff. Like I just see those news articles kind of come out here and there about the game being delayed or whatever, or like Shane said with the, people working crunch time and all that stuff but you know i'm not like really religiously following uh this publisher and that in this particular game i'm excited for it i'm excited to play it i think it'll be a lot of fun i think it'll be a 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10 and and i think it'll get all the praise that it deserves but uh for me i just haven't been following it um like some maybe other games that I might in the past, this is just not one of those particular games. So you know, it's it sucks that it got delayed, but if it got delayed for the older systems, like that's understandable. Depending on what they're trying to make, you know, graphically, you know, I could see how those older consoles, the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One and Xbox One S, might have a little bit of trouble uh, running this particular type of game, just as expansive and uh, you know graphically as it looks. So. You know. Yeah, but they started working on this thing seven, you know, six, seven years ago. You'd have think they would have had this this console generation down by now. You would think so. And and like you said, Shane, you know, they said they went gold with it, you know. And from my understanding, I mean, you know, Cyberpunk did put a thing out saying like, oh, well, gold just means it's done. It doesn't mean that we're done, done. Which is yeah. like, okay, but every time I've seen a game gone gold, it means it has secured its release date, Right. Whatever day it says it's coming out, that's when it's coming out. Not, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a game. I mean, there might have been some in the past, but I don't think I've ever seen a game there that hasn't I can been think many. of. Right. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head that have gone gold and then pushed the release date out. You know, once they've gone gold, that means they're done. Right. That doesn't mean that they won't add patches and stuff. That just means that they're done. There's no delays. It's, it's done. Right. And it's coming out the day it says it's going to come out. That's right. the whole point. That's the whole reason why people say, hey, our game's gone gold, right? It just means that, you know, the release date's secure. Yeah, because, I mean, the, actually, the physical definition of game, uh, gone gold means that the game, had, they have shipped, the ma- they have the master developed, has basically been shipped off and ready for deployment. It means the master, the master game copy has been produced, a developer, and sent off for replication. So what does that mean? I mean, if, you know... That that's exactly I I have that same question as you do, Nick. Because gone gold basically means that they have the final master copy sent off for replication. So what 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 does it mean now? Does it have they really not gone gold? Then do they need to retract that statement? Right, and they still put out a thing saying that they still gone gold, but the reason why they're delaying is because of these things and to have a day zero patch. And it's like okay, well, I mean, everyone has a day one or day zero patch. It's like that's not. In, in nowadays terms, it's not really unusual, but the game still releases. I mean, are they just wanting to release it, making sure that they don't have uh, major game-breaking bugs that they've 
which is, and then again, you know, comes to the other point of if you have major game breaking bugs, why go gold with it, right? If you have something that, I mean, these are things, the old systems, like Shane said, this has been in development for years, and yeah, maybe they transitioned over to the new development kits, but they've been developing on older kits, you know, or Xbox kits and PlayStation 4 kits and stuff like that for this whole time, so they should know that, you know, this is what those particular platforms can handle compared to the newer platforms. So they do something like the Xbox with smart delivery or something where they maybe up the res, you know, the texture package and stuff. So high res textures or ray tracing and stuff like that. And they keep the uh, older versions the same as they were with no ray tracing and no high texture uh, packs and stuff. So it is kind of worrying as, as, as far as the delay goes, you know, from what they said is the old systems. But, you know, is that truly what it is? We don't know. And we'll probably never well, know. I well, looked up the definition of Gone Gold in the video game industry, and it means the game is finished and has been copied to a master desk and is ready for production. It also means that the development of the game is done and is ready to be sold. I mean, that's that's a pretty you know straight-up thing on Google here. Now, if that's the case and it's, uh, it is issues with the older systems, does that mean they got all finished and went, Okay, let's holy crap, what did we just find that's broken? That's got me that's what got me worried. Well, I mean, is, but still the same the, the same concept holds true. So it it's just one of those things where they basically have made the term gone gold worthless because it means yeah. it means jack at this point. You say it you hasn't went meant gold. To, yeah. It hasn't I mean, meant anything for a while. Uh well, basically ever since um probably this generation and maybe about halfway through the 360 ps3 era with the whole we get the game out we put a day one patch so they get the game finished uh they gone gold they stamp three weeks later four weeks later you know they start showing up on shelves and then you know you put your game in and then boom you're waiting four hours because you've got a 100 gig patch to fix everything that they didn't fix up to stamp time right because we Uh, know we all we live the four of us live in the United States of America and we know there's people with garbage internet that this oh, day yeah. or day zero patch is basically gonna mean they don't get to play the day that they get the disc. Yep. Um, you know, they're gonna have these ten meg internet connections that really get them like, you know, hundred and eighty six K or something like that, something stupid. You know, or worse, so. you or worse, you don't have internet to get those patches and then you're stuck with a broke ass game. Well, I mean I guess I guess that is something with these guys because CD Projekt is anti DRM, so you could technically yes. do that. Most other game companies require you to have an internet connection, so I mean yeah. these guys don't necessarily require that. So because they're anti DRM, so uh, I guess I guess so. But yeah, I mean in my opinion, they basically just use the we've gone gold as toilet paper. Well, it reminds me of No Man's Sky. You know, this whole you gone gold thing, you know, no man's sky went gold, right? Remember that whole picture yeah. of them holding the disc? We've oh, gone gold. Yes. I remember and the that. game came out, you know, the but game, the game came, out, came out, it didn't have a delay. Yeah, but the game came out, but it was unfinished. You know, yeah. so it wasn't I don't I don't agree with that. I think the game was finished until the backlash happened. It, well, it wasn't finished to what they projected though. Well, I mean not pr- projected, no. I should say, but I mean what they what they came out with as far as what the game was supposed to be, right? This 
what they initially said, this is what, you know, even the, the main guy was like, this is what we're making. And when it came out, it was that those features weren't there. So, yeah. you know, and, and technically the game had gone gold. They did release it, but they didn't release it with, they, they released what the copy they had at the time, right? <laughs> I mean, that was basically it. They, they ended up patching these things in later. And, and now the game is exactly what he envisioned it was going to be but i don't think so on that game i honestly the way that that game came out in the time between when it got to the point to where they said it was going to be was too great i honestly think that they pushed the game out with the promises they made and the promise they made were not real or they were real to what they thought they were going to be and then the player backlash on that game that is probably one of the worst player backlash i've ever seen in a game in my life that was so bad that yeah it was pretty rough I mean, it took them two years to get there, a year and a half, two years to get that patch out. So I don't think it was, I don't think that that they were still working on the game when they released it. I think that they said, here's our game. And players basically took a massive dump on it and said, I want my money back in mass. And they were like, oh, we better do something different. You know, I I honestly think that that one was gold. And it was really because they came out with the game and the game was done. You could do everything. You could travel the world, visit all these procedurally generated places and do all this other stuff. And you could have a chance to meet other people, but you'd have to be in the same little system as they were at the time. And that was their multiplayer and, and all this stuff. But that game there was a different story, I think. I They they gone gold and they released the game. Because Cyberpunk could technically, if their only issue is optimization on the lower end consoles, so what? I mean, I, I hate to sound kind of callous, but I mean, release it. And then, you know, you're gold, your goal, the game's been copied and ready. You need a day one or day zero patch. Okay, you're just going to have to, people just got to understand there's optimization issues. But I think I'm in with Shane that there's a major bug that they found and they're trying to work with a day one patch. But what do I know? I don't work for them. I'm just a, I'm just a guy <laughs> sitting behind my keyboard speculating on them, you know. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying with uh, No Man's Sky. Is like, yeah, you know, in No Man's Sky there wasn't a major issue. Granted, yes, but what they prom, but in in the same instance, like what they promised was not there, right? What was because they had sold and what was delivered was was, two different things. Right, and I don't think that's the thing with Cyberpunk. I don't think that's the thing with Cyberpunk. But I agree with you guys in the sense that I don't think these delays are are you know. Oh, we found that they don't work so well in the old system. No, I don't think that's the case. You know, they've had plenty of time, and they've probably been developing on the older systems for years before they moved over to the new development kits. So, you know, kind of like Shane said. So I think that, yeah, they went gold, and then they found a major issue that they're like, oh, crap, we've got to delay this because this is going to be a major problem. Right, yeah, I and don't that's believe it's optimization, neither. I believe it's a major issue, like you guys said. I think the most important thing is, is they get the game finished, they're not killing their people doing it, and they give me a free copy because I believe in them so damn much. <laughs> I think Nick I mean, is the only one of us who's believed in them that much. <laughs> Actually, Nick's the out. one who's believing in them. I'm yeah. a little... I'm still a little hesitant. I'm believing in them. I think they'll get it fixed, whatever it is that they're having. I think they'll get it fixed, and and they will release it. 
Now, will they release it in December? You know, that's another question. <laughs> if you think about, <laughs> they've already had so many Nick, delays right now. You jinxed it, Nick. I <laughs> probably did. You know, more likely they'll get close. And that's what that's I think their, I about. That's their surprise AAA release in 2021. It's actually Cyberpunk. Right? <laughs> yeah, surprise. It's coming out next year. And that's one thing I hate about developers, too, is don't commit to a release date if you can't commit to it. I hate when they do that. It's like, I, until you know for sure that it's coming out in this in, on this day at this time, just don't don't say anything. I'm, just don't. I mean, I, you know, you know as well as I do. That's kind of hard, though. I mean, and most of the time, I the I believe wholeheartedly. You know, in this case, it's not it's the same thing, but I believe that's mostly the publisher doing that. So, like when we talk about this, oh mostly, yeah, I agree. Like, but you know, CD Projekt Red, they're 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 going to be their own developer and publisher. So, <laughs> yeah, so, I, I think mean, I find I mean, this hilarious that the two gentlemen who work for a company that basically has to have deadlines and and has to have those. <laughs> Well, I was just talking about this. I think I think that's fun. I'm just saying it's fun. I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm I was not... just going to bring that up. I mean, you and Nick, you and I both work for a software company. How often do we have a deadline for a product and we have to delay it? I mean, because management, in our case, it's a management team because we don't have uh, we don't have a publisher. Says you have to meet this deadline, and so you say, okay, that's our deadline, and then the deadline comes, and you're like, there's no way, no way this is happening so you have to say here's my reasoning behind it and here's what i expect i have an expectation so you know oh, yeah. we have we have this currently where we work at it happens all the time i just had to move a project back four months i mean it's it's not that i wanted to it's just the way the world right now and uh, you know it's not always in your hands to be able to you know to handle the situation that causes those delays. Right. I mean, we yeah. we we just had delay for our own product, you know? I mean, we had a delay by a month for one, and we have a delay by a month and a half for another one. So, I mean, it, it happens. Right. And, you know, and again, with the whole death threat thing, yeah. You know, it, these developers, these individual employees and stuff, it's not their fault. You know, they don't have they don't any have. stake in it. They don't have any... You know, they can't determine when these things are going to come out or whatever. They just work there, right? So, you know, stop all this death threat crap. It's not going to change anything anyway, so what's the point, right? I mean, first, it's stupid, and secondly, it's not going to make a difference. You're just doing it because you're mad. I mean, who cares? A game gets delayed or whatever gets delayed. It just it just happens. It's part of life, and just get over it. Yeah, and if your life is, if your life is so... Dependent on the release of that game, where you feel you have the right to threaten other lives, you seriously got to get some damn priorities in your life because that's pretty sad. Yeah, you need to get help, but yeah. So I mean, that's Cyberpunk. We all we all were a little bit, you know, we weren't upset. We were all just a little bit, you know, whatever. You know, we were we were looking forward to it. It didn't happen. Whatever. It's not the end of our world. If you took off a week, yeah, I would be a little bit more put off if I was if I took off a week from work. But you know, it's the risk you take when you do anything. Like you know, I took a week off work for the release of the Xbox. If if they came out and said we're delaying it by a week or two, I'd be like, darn it, I'd be I'd be irritated, but I'd be like, whatever, you know, it's not. I'm not gonna go out and threaten somebody's life because I can't have my console the week I took off work or whatever, you know, just. It's life. It happens. Learn to deal with life and roll with the punches. <laughs> you know, right? And uh, it's not like yeah. we don't have enough to play. 
right? Right. Or something to do, right? You know, if, you know, maybe you work for a company that you have to put in your time off request two months in advance or something, whatever. You know, most places I've ever worked at are like, we just need a two week notice that you're taking off some time. For every week you're taking off work, we need a week's notice type thing, you know, and that's how most places I've ever worked at work, you know. So, you know, it is what it is. Those people are going to be upset. But so, I mean, I guess to kind of put this back into put this thing back on the rails, we've talked about we've talked about CD Projekt Red, which is actually a <laughs> subsidiary of a company called CD Projekt. You know, CD Projekt Red is like the gaming arm of CD Projekt. CD Projekt owns like four subsidiaries, I think. Two of them I know. And uh, the third, the, the fourth and the, the third and the fourth, I don't know. So CD Projekt owns GOG or good old games. They own that. And and that kind of started as a as an anti-DRM type thing where they were releasing this is part of that localized thing that Shane was talking about, where they release like uh, non-region locked games and stuff like that. Uh, so I think they're doing pretty well with that. But I don't I've never heard of the CD Projekt Red Roclaw or their Spoko. Have you have you guys heard of those subsidiaries or what they do? Uh-uh, no. I don't know neither, and, and I, you know, I guess because just we're more interested in the game, but I've never heard of those two subsidiaries. So, I mean, CD Projekt seems to be doing pretty well for themselves to have four subsidiaries, you know. <laughs> so, it, it, like I said, it, it could be just their capital companies or whatever, but uh, they're doing pretty good. And GOG, I think, was a – everybody kind of said that was going to be a, a failed project, and it ended up doing pretty good for them. I think they make – I guess I should say they probably are doing pretty good because they are like one of the – big digital release companies for uh, CD Projekt's games, so, you know. I love GOG. I mean, besides Steam, that's probably the only other, I mean, besides Epic, because they bring out free games. Mm-hmm. Uh, GOG is probably the only other plat- gaming uh, platform on the PC that I use uh, besides Steam. And see, I don't uh, use GOG. I don't, I haven't, I haven't, I've got too many already, you know, with Steam and, and Epic and, and, you know, and, and Origins and everybody's got their own stinking game, uh, you know, game market now. And so I think, uh, what is, what is G is GOGs? They call it Galaxy now, right? I think that's their, their, well, Steam that's like, the their name plat- of their platform. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the, the thing I love about GOG is they bring out a lot of old, older games, DRM free. Right. And, and bring them up to like Windows 10 and Windows 7 standards so they can play on on newer uh, hardware and not have an issue. So, well, I mean, that's the whole point of why they do that. I mean, they hate right. DRM because it, it restricts. I mean, DRM is supposed to prevent piracy, but really in all the end, what it does is prevent you from enjoying your your favorite games from, you know, in another platforms because DRM could do some stupid janky stuff like preventing you from installing it too many times validating the hardware was installed on once and not allowing you to install it on another dislike piece of hardware. I mean, DRM is garbage. It, do, it has been proven time and time again that it doesn't prevent piracy because in my opinion, when you tell somebody you can't do something, that just makes them want to do something. So if you say, hey, our DRM is so good, you can't pirate this, guess what? Yeah. They're going to pirate it to prove you wrong. And that's happened oh, before, yeah. right? I mean, I don't remember what game it was, but there was a game that released and they were like, our DRM is so good that no one can pirate it, just like you said, Patrick. And within, I think within an hour, someone already had it pirated. Right. You don't ever challenge somebody with stuff like that. And DRM is just a challenge to say, hey, you can't break our DRM so that you can copy this game. Because DRM is supposed to prevent you from copying it. But all it does is just hinder 
uh, you know, law-abiding people wanting to play their game on wherever they want to play yeah. it, you know? I mean, so, and these guys are very anti-DRM. I mean, they even did a, they even had a campaign that will just use some anagrams that it was like FS, FCK DRM is what they basically had a, an initiative. So, you know, they, um, I think they do good. And I, I, I just don't subscribe to them because it's just, I've got too many gaming platforms and there's just nothing that's, specific to them besides their drm stuff their their non-drm games i should say but they seem to be doing pretty well as a company overall i mean they they they've been in business for like 12 for like 12 years now so they're doing pretty good yeah uh, i mean like gog is good for like you know like i said they they bring out a lot of older games too so there's a lot of old pc games that you really want to replay and, and like to play on newer platforms or newer hardware uh, with the PC, that's the great, that's the best place to find it, right? And more likely, it's going to be on there, and more than likely, it's going to be able to play without issue. Um, so they release a lot of the old games on there. You know, they have, I mean, you think of an old game, and it's more than likely on GOG. You know, like Nox and the first Diablo and its expansion right. and all that stuff is in Neverwinter Nights and Boulder's Gate, and all those games are on there. And they play perfectly fine through GOG, and you can right. download them and play them. So, right. And then they they launched. I don't know if it's still going on, but I remember when they were launching like a, a DRM free video service a few years back. I don't even know if that's still going on, but you can do that too through them. Uh, I don't know how well that's doing. I never paid much attention to it. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I would like to clear up something that Nick just said. He said that uh, there's a bunch of games on there that you would want to play that are old and. And let's just clarify that Nick is that person, not us. Uh, we do enjoy old games. We do like that. But we're not the ones that are crazy enough to go buy them a second time and play them again, uh, even if they are 20 years, 30 years old. Just just well, going to say that. Well, that, that, I, you know, I will find those games. games I yes. will find those games. The games that I buy on, like, good old games or even Steam, you know, before my PC took a giant dump. Uh, would be games that you know I wanted to play, uh, but never had a chance to because it was PC only or something like that, uh, or even if it was a console game as well. But you know I never found a good sale on it because it was one I really didn't want to spend that much money on. Then I'll you know I'll buy it there, but you know I will yeah, I will randomly uh, buy a PC game just because oh that's a damn good buy you know even right. if I do have it. Even if yeah. I do have it, I mean, I have Final Fantasy VIII on everything, literally. So <laughs> we already know that you buy Final Fantasy. If they came out with Final Fantasy VIII on like a uh, the old Tecmo handheld stinking thing, Shane would buy one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, the but... wife, the wife still won't let me put on the uh, Final Fantasy VIII bedspread. <laughs> He's got the little nightlight and the alarm clock and <laughs> the underwear. She draws a line at the bedspread, though. <laughs> yep. yep. But, but, yeah, they have a lot of sales. I mean, I will say I see a lot of sales coming out of good old games all the time. I guess they don't call themselves that anymore. They're GOG. They don't, they don't call themselves good old games. Uh, they call themselves GOG. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they have a lot of sales. But, really, I buy most of my stuff on Steam just because I want to have one place for everything. Uh, I do have Epic. and I have Epic for the same reason Nick does because they come out with free games all the time. So I just grab the free game. And then they do a, they do a sale. That's kind of an interesting sale occasionally. What they do too is that you go in and you could buy a game, and for every game you buy and spend so much money, you get like a $10 credit. So, like when they did their last sale, all you do is spend $20 on a game, 
and you get a $10 credit, and they gave you a $10 credit for free when you started it as long as you bought a game. So that first $20 game cost you Ten absolutely bucks. nothing. Well, it didn't even cost you anything because you oh, got a $10 that's right, credit. Oh, you got the other one, yeah. Yeah, so really, yeah, you could keep buying $10 games and just have a $10 credit, and you only spent $10. So, I mean, they have some cool concepts like that. But, you know, like I said, good old games, I don't buy too much stuff from them just because, you know, I, I try to keep my library in one place. I don't like to have my stuff spread everywhere because I forget I have it. But like I said, yeah, they 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 seem to be doing pretty well for themselves. What CD Projekt is, like I said, they got CD Projekt Red, which we all know is the game developer, and then GOG, and then they have a couple other subsidiaries that you know I don't know anything about. It's kind of interesting to see a Polish company that's that's doing this. I mean, a lot of I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed a lot of you know we're big into board gaming. I have noticed a lot of board gaming Kickstarter projects coming out of Poland. Um, a lot of them. One of the games I think. A lot of the games that I look at that I kickstart anymore are for, come from Poland, and I don't know why that is, but maybe it's because they've just now gotten out from under the arm of you know of, of where they were, and they're starting to be they're starting to come into their own as a country now that they're they're running themselves. Uh, but like I said, lots of lots of good stuff coming from them. I don't I don't know what else to say about them is because they really their games are the Witcher series, and when I say Witcher series, I mean like Witcher one through three, and then all these miscellaneous. Oh, yeah, yeah, battle arena yeah. games, adventure games, which are iOS games, you know, which are basically cell phone games. And then they have Gwent, and then they had the Thronebreaker, which the Thronebreaker, Thronebreaker, kind of reminded me of like a Telltale game. I mean, I don't know. Did any of you guys play the Thronebreaker game? Nah, it didn't really pique my interest. Nick, anybody else? No, I didn't play it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it it, it reminded me a lot of a Telltale game. You know, it just looked, it looked like those games and it kind of was, it kind of reminded me of that. It's kind of like a little single player Gwent type game. I don't know how, I don't know how to really put it, you know, but you know, the most, most of the people know them from the Witcher series and that's what people play, you know, as the, mm. the Witcher games. I don't know very many people have played the other stuff, the Gwent or the uh, Thronebreaker game, but the Thronebreaker game is it's like a single player weird it's like a single player game of Gwent, except for it's got a little bit of weird little RPG element where you're clicking and running a person around a map and stuff like that. So uh, you know, I played it. I didn't play a whole lot of it, but I have played it, but it kinda reminded me of the art style looks what I what I was saying earlier, the art style looks like Telltale games and then it's like a, a point and click where you go from place to place and play Gwent. Basically, you play Gwent when you get into battle with somebody. So it's a, it's an interesting concept game, and I put a little bit of time into it, but not a whole lot. But Witcher 3 is probably their most well-known game for most people. And now Cyberpunk, uh, when it comes out, I'm pretty sure just about every gamer out there has heard of Cyberpunk 2077. If not, then they must be living under a rock or not a gamer. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't know where they're going to go from there because they do have a, a, a rumored you know, a rumored um, next AAA RPG game coming out in 2021 uh, that nobody seems to know what it's going to be. I hope it's not another Witcher. I really do. I, I want to see them do more. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be on the 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 scale of uh, Cyberpunk, but I want to see them do different. Uh, I like what they're doing so far from what I've seen and heard with Cyberpunk. I'm assuming we continue to do different things. And I think that's one thing I worry about with a company like this is they get bogged down uh, with what made them big uh, instead of, you know, trying new things. 
that's uh, that's what I want to see from it. You know, I want to see a, this company grow and and expand in their in their IPs. Uh, another Witcher game in ten years, great. Uh, no remasters, please. Think, please, please, no remasters. Just give me a new game. So, like I said, you know, we all know mostly. We all know CD. We all know CD Projekt Red as you know they're owned by CD Projekt. So, we all know them and their their games. Uh, so, I mean, and they're a big RPG gamer. That's what they do. They do RPG gaming. I don't know what else to say about them. I mean, I think we talked about some good things you heard about them, some bad things, what we hope to see from them in the future. But I hope that this game doesn't get delayed anymore, or Cyberpunk 2077 doesn't get delayed anymore. Because then, then we're going to start calling it the uh, next uh, good and evil game. <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, I think I want to see more from this company. I think I want to see um, Cyberpunk eventually. Uh, like you said, Nick, if it comes in December, we'll see. But uh, I'm interested in seeing where this company's going. It's still pretty young. I mean, it's been around for a while, but as far as the game development division, I'm really excited to see where they go. Me too. I want to see what their next title is going to be, or if they're just going to be pumping out more Cyberpunk 2077 games. Maybe we'll find out that Cyberpunk 20, 2077 is going to be a, a trilogy as well. Who knows what we'll find yeah. out from this gaming studio in the next in the next few years. Yeah. yeah. Their Oops, next state. game could be something like... I mean, because Witcher is based off of a book series, and then mm-hmm. Cyberpunk is based off of a, a D&D tabletop game, right? Yep, tabletop yeah. game. Yeah, so, I mean, that'd be cool if they did more tabletop games, you know? I mean, there's, what, the werewolf one? I, I can't remember the name of it, but there's the one with the werewolves, and then, of course, you know, Dungeons & Dragons and all their types of games or Forgotten Realms, you know, doing something with those. Uh, yeah, I would love to see them do something with uh, with uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, with their talent, I that, that could be really cool. I don't think they get the licensing for D&D. Uh, what is the white the werewolf one? Yeah, hey. I don't know which one that one is. Yeah, yeah I mean, I my tabletop is kind of, uh, especially the D&D style, is to D&D and Rift and, and stuff like that. I played a lot of that when I was younger, but, uh, you know, and, and stuff like that. I didn't play, I don't know any werewolf one as far as, like, tabletop. I mean, because if you look at it, D&D, to some extent, is a tabletop now, but it used to just be like an RPG, like a role-playing game based off of rule yeah. books and pen and paper. It's a pen and paper RPG is what, I, with what they're called, you know, and now, now it's become a tabletop game and, you know, it, I guess it has been a tabletop for a while, but it all started as a pen and paper RPG, kind of like Rift was and a few of those other ones back in the day, which is, those games are making a comeback. Uh, Cyberpunk yeah. 2077 was a pen and paper, uh, Cyberpunk was a pen and paper uh, RPG as well. Yeah, and they have a lot of different ones like that. You know, D&D is the most popular one, but they have a lot of other tabletop games like Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk was, I think, popular in its own little circle, you know, and uh, and then there's other ones out there. I can't think of the name of them, but I know there's a ton of other tabletop uh, RPGs that came out around the same time or, or soon after Dungeons & Dragons or maybe before uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons just made it popular, right? <clears throat> but... There were other ones out there, so they could definitely take one of those properties like they did with Cyberpunk and make something out of it. Yeah, there's lots of tabletop RPG games now. And like I said, Dungeons & Dragons is still dominating that market. Every time I go into like the local 
the local board gaming store. There's su- there's some new Dungeons and Dragons tabletop mini game that's out. Uh, they always have, you know, the metagames is the one that's here in town. They always have like some new D and D branded tabletop RPG game out, which is just insane that that stuff is still popular. I figured it would have died off at the digital age, but no, there's still tons of people who love that. I mean, I guess we're kind of testaments to that too. We we play a lot of we play board games. We play a lot of board games, and and that's an analog hobby in the in the yeah. digital. Yeah, I'm but sure it's we all also... played Dungeons and Dragons. I know I yeah. did. I mean, yeah, I played that. I I, I remember it uh, many years ago. I'm, I'm glad for the evolution, though. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, board gaming is probably the best way we you know, as a group is probably our best bonding time is during a board game yeah i mean you can you know i would love to play Dungeons and dragons now but you know we play like you said patrick we play a lot of board games and you know Dungeons and dragons it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and so you know if you're gonna play Dungeons and dragons that's what you, you've got to commit to it you know that's just one of those types of games any tabletop uh pen and paper games you really have to commit to you can't have a delay like board games where you can you know put it on the shelf for a while and come back to it later Dungeons the dragons is one of those or any of those tabletop game pen and paper games are one of those games that genres that you have to just stick with yeah it takes a lot of you know i mean it takes playing with the same group of people a lot i mean you could run a campaign and have people drop in and drop out i did a lot of that when i was a kid with the riffs you know we did a lot of drop in drop out campaigns with the riffs but yeah I mean, so, yeah, it, it would be nice to see some of those older school older school games come into, like, a, a, a digital game. But, I mean, they have done that. I mean, there has been some D&D digital games that came out that were, just weren't that good, you know. And, and sometimes it's the developer and the publisher's fault. I, I think for the majority of the time it has. But yeah. this, you know, it, it is what it is. And Cyberpunk, we'll see what they pick up next. Whatever they can get the licensing for, you know, I mean... They make really good role-playing games. It's just what can they be? What what licenses can they get a hold of, or what of their own? What of their own that they can create? Because right now they're creating stuff based off of somebody else's work. Obviously, they do the work to make the game their game. But you know, they're basing like their uh, the Witcher series based off a book series. Uh, the Cyberpunk is based off of a pen and paper game, uh, pen and paper RPG. So you know, I I look forward to see what they do, especially because they're pulling from stuff that is well-known and works for them. Obviously, like I said, Witcher has a book, a game, and now it's gotten turned into a television series, which I thought television series was great. So what's what are they going to get? What's going to happen with Cyberpunk now? We got a pen and paper RPG, a digital game. Now we're going to get a, we're going to get ourselves a movie. Keanu Reeves going to start a movie now for them. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, let it be Christian Bale. He can it'll do be, the Batman voice. It'll be Bill and Ted's excellent Cyberpunk adventure. <laughs> Right, where where they where they where they basically become pulls up his um his current character from uh, what's that movie series that he does where they kill his dog? Oh, uh, John Wick. Yeah, John, John Wick. Wick. He's gonna be John Wick in the Bill and Ted adventure. He's gonna he's gonna become Rufus. This is how Rufus is made. <laughs> so how do we get a Rufus? Well, let me tell you, something bad happens to Ted. <laughs> Is it so bad that I, I play so much Final Fantasy? My first thought when you say Rufus is Rufus from Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm thinking Rufus that's from the first Bill and thing, Ted. That's the first thing I thought too was Rufus from <laughs> I was thinking Bill and Ted, you know, George Carlin. <laughs> so George Carlin's always a guy that goes to my mind. Rufus. 
Right. But uh, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, CD Projekt Red, they don't do a whole lot. I mean, when I say don't do a whole lot, they don't have a whole lot of different IPs under their umbrella. They have two. They have Witcher, and now they have Cyberpunk. So, I mean, they do good. They, they've done really good with, with Witcher, and so I have high hopes for Cyberpunk. Uh, I don't know anything else to talk about about this studio. I mean, they they seem to be doing good, good projects. Uh, I like what they put out so far for the most part. Like I said, I play the Witcher series, what they're mostly known for. Their mobile uh, games, I have not played, don't have any interest in playing those. I'm not a mobile, I'm not a mobile gamer for the most part. And then I did play the Thronebreaker one, but just for a little bit. It wasn't my cup of tea. I believe uh, we all got high hopes for their future. Uh, high hopes for uh, December, as long as uh, Cyberpunk actually makes it. Uh, you guys got anything else on this? Nope. I'm I'm all talked out. <laughs> Bring on the game. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, hopefully we'll all be playing Cyberpunk December. We'll catch you later.